Well, praise the Lord, here am I to worship, here am I to bow down, and here we are declaring, God, that you are our God. You're altogether lovely, you're altogether worthy, you're altogether wonderful, wonderful to me, and we can make it so personal because we have come to know him as an individual. You and I have come to know him as our God, and we are here today to worship him, to worship him. Bless his wonderful name. Faithful is our God, is he not? Brought us into this new month, and now into this new week. I rejoice in him. With you, together we rejoice in him. And as a body of believers, we are thankful. We are thankful for the way that he has led us over the last 20 weeks in a time of prayer and worship and intercession, a time of being still before him, knowing that he is our God. Yes, 20 weeks. Last Friday marked 100 days of you, yes, you, coming into this virtual room, kneeling, sitting, standing in the gap for your sisters, for your brothers, for your hosts, your loved ones, for the country, a variety of things we have lifted before the Lord in prayer and intercession. Yes, prayer is comely, and prayer is what is required of each one of us who name the name of Christ. And that's you, and that's me. Together, we name the name of Christ. And today, on this Lord's Day Sunday, I'd like to spend a few minutes in your midst here in the Word of the Lord, speaking to us today from God's Word on the believing prayer. Speaking to us on believing prayer, seeking God's perspective. And that's what you and I are called to do in this age. We're called to seek the perspective of God. There's so many perspectives around about us. More so in this year of election, in this year of divide, in this year of a pandemic, in this year of so much uncertainty, the need is never as great as it is today for you and for me, for the people of God, for all people to seek God's perspective. My brothers and sisters, if there were ever a persisting need for prayer, it is certainly now. The need is global. Yes, the need for prayer is global. The debt rate has increased and continues to increase. And the global cry is deafening. As you and I uh, followed the news and uh, became aware of what transpired in Beirut, uh, there in Lebanon, men and women, uh, yes, uh, Loved ones like your loved ones, like my loved ones, uh, are in desperate straits, uh, no place to live, uh, resulting from such a humongous explosion. They're, they're crying out, and the cry globally is deafening. Hatred among people groups have increased and are increasing. The political divide, the family divide, the church divide, the country divide. Oh, the need for prayer and hearing God is 
so great today, the need for you and for me to continue to engage in prayer and to encourage others to enter into this time of seeking the heart of God, seeking the face of God in prayer. Prayer, that area of ministry that is often attended by so few, that area of ministry within the church at large that is so vital for the work of God to advance. It is so vital for the breakthroughs that the people of God needs to experience. This area of prayer, this area that you have embraced over the last hundred days. And I'm thankful that God has allowed in your life, in my life, a new habit, if you would. And that is the habit of corporate prayer, not just on a weekly basis, but as you and I have been experiencing for five days in every given week, the need for prayer. People need the Lord. And I'm encouraged that the church is awakening to this reality that as never before, people have need of God. And Jesus still is the answer for our world. The answer for a world is not found in a political boardroom. It is not found, uh, my brothers and sisters, with one party or another. It is found only in God uh, through Christ. And you and I, as never before, uh, must hasten to the call of God uh, to be a witness for him uh, to the masses uh, that are seemingly in disarray because uh, the direction of God uh, is so needed in the life of people today. Yes, my brothers and sisters, that which believers and the church do have need to go forth with is the word of God. And God has equipped you and he has equipped me so that together you and I can run this race to which God has called us. This is not the time for giving up. This is not the time for drawing back. This is the time for you and for me to press on in God. This is the time for you and I to lift up our voices and be heard, to be heard in the marketplaces because you and I are called to be heralds of good news and that which you bring is good news for this time, for this season, for our world, for our nation, right in your communities. The time is now, the need is great. Believing prayer, praying through with faith. I wonder if you can repeat that with me, praying through with faith. If we are going to pray through, faith certainly is required. Without faith, you and I will give up. Without faith, we will not pray through. Because praying through, it means that despite what's going on around about us, despite what you and I are hearing, seeing, or even feeling, we pray through. To pray through is going to require faith. I'm reminded of the scripture text there in James 5, James 5, 16 through 18. It calls the body of believers, you and I, to engage we read such words, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, woman, availeth much. 
Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens give rain, and the earth brought forth her fruits. Praying through the effectual fervent prayer of the man, of the woman of God. This text in James, the fifth chapter, it, it admonishes us to engage with each other, to confess one with the other, praying one for the other. Yes, in the body of believers, there is an activity that is constantly taking place, and it is the activity of prayer. So when I share with you where my failures are or what I may have stumbled with, you engage in prayer. And when you choose to share, we engage in prayer. We share for the one purpose of praying one for the other. And we have experienced some of that over the last hundred days as we together in this very virtual room have met for one hour Monday through Friday over the span of the last 20, 20 weeks. Your prayer and mine are effectual. It is effectual. It is fervent. And we come in the righteousness of Christ, not in our own righteousness. And that's why we often need to remind ourselves that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That we are covered with the righteousness of God, and that is the covering that Christ has given to us. In the little chorus we used to remind ourselves in singing, Oh, I thank you, Jesus, for your love for me. I am covered over with the robe of righteousness that Christ has given for me. I am covered over with the precious blood of Jesus, and he, in the person of the Holy Spirit, now lives in me. What a joy it is to know that my heavenly Father loves me so. He loves you so that he has given to us Jesus. That as the Father looks upon us, he sees us not as we used to be, but he sees you and me now in Christ Jesus. Yes, uh, the fervent prayer of the righteous woman or man in Christ Jesus avails much. Uh, and I'm here this afternoon to summon you to continue in prayer because prayer is so needed. Uh, our community has need of it. Our country has need of it. Our world has need of it. Uh, yes, and the church has need of your prayer as well as mine. Elias, a man subject to similar passions like you and me, failures like you and me, stumbling in the path along the journey like you and me, and yet he prayed through, yet he prayed earnestly. He prayed amidst uh, 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 a people that were rebelling against God. Uh, he prayed amidst uh, uh, people who were chaos, uh, who were experiencing chaos uh, because of rebellion. And he prayed. He prayed that God would show himself strong. He prayed uh, that they would be what? No rain on the earth. And the Bible said it rained not on the earth for a span of three years and six months. If there's ever something that will oh, certainly summon the, the interest or the response of man, it could be when the heavens are closed up and it pertains to rain. Because you know how important rain is, how important it is for the crops, 
how important it is for drinking water and for cooking and all the other things that we often take for granted as it pertains to water. But for three years and six months it rained not. And it got the attention of the nation. It got the attention of the people. We are into this season of pandemic. And it has now spanned pushing now six months or so. Could you imagine if this was to remain for three years and six months? Not only would the debt rate continue to skyrocket, but how it would be chaos all across the globe. But a man of God prayed that God would intervene. And it rained not. And it got the attention of his countrymen and women. And he prayed again. And it rained. Yes, he prayed again. And the heavens rained. And the earth brought forth her fruit. My brothers and sisters, this afternoon in this virtual room, I'm encouraging you to fervently pray. I'm encouraging you and reminding you that your prayer matters. I'm reminding you that your voice, your voice is heard when you lift it towards the heaven in prayer to God through Christ Jesus. The fervent prayer of the righteous woman, man of God avails much. Your prayer avails much. Can you Imagine as we continue to pray together in the room for the next duration of time, however long God will have that, what results we will see because of our fervency in prayer. Yes, the fervent prayer of the righteous, your fervent prayer, it's worth being reiterated because God is summoning us to pray as never before. A little prayer will bring about little results. Oh yes, my sisters and brothers, much prayer will bring about much results, but no prayer will also bring about no results. God would have you and me to pray, to pray. Let us give ourselves continually to prayer. And so this afternoon, yes, as we look at the perspective of God in believing prayer, I'd like to leave with you as I remind myself as we pray through that prayer, prayer is essential. And prayer calls for faith to be engaged. Fate is essential, my sisters and brothers, as you see it before you there. Fate is essential. It is essential if we are going to pray through your mustard seed of faith. My mustard seed of faith is vitally essential in this hour, in this stage in which we live. I'm reminded from the scriptures here in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 11th chapter, verses 6, and we see therein, but without faith, it is impossible to please him, to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that God is, and he is a rewarder of the ones who will diligently seek him. Are you diligently seeking him? Father would have us to diligently seek him. Here in Hebrews 6 and 1, we see that uh, believe that he is, is a requirement. We must come believing that he is. And that's why, my brothers and sisters, a prerequisite for prayer for men and women is for him or her coming into relationship with God through Christ Jesus. Belief, belief that will move one to action. We must believe that he is 
and we must believe that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Could it be that many are not praying as they should because they are still waffling in their belief with regards to who God is? Because to believe that he is will summon you and me into continuous dialogue, fellowship with him. We must believe that he is. And not only that he is, but that he rewards diligence in our prayer. He rewards diligence in our seeking him. Could it be that many are not seeking him diligently? Because they yet to come to the belief that God is true to his word and he shall reward you and I as we diligently seek after him. He's calling us to seek him. His rewards are available. They're available to the ones who will diligently seek him. So my sisters and brothers, as we pray through with faith, we must embrace that faith is essential. We must also embrace that faith is demonstrable. Yes, show me your faith, for faith without works still is dead. Faith is demonstrable. I am thinking of James, yes, in the text of the Bible, James 2, 17 through 26, a scripture text that is worth the while you looking at turning the pages of your Bibles and acquainting yourself with what saith the word of God, for the word of God is yet true, and despite what obstacles come in the way, despite how the enemy may seek to derail you and to derail me in our pursuit of God, we must purpose in our heart that we are going to go the distance. You must purpose in your heart that despite what comes, for God I will pursue, for God I will live, for God I will die if need be, for I am persuaded that neither life nor death, nothing would be able to separate me from my love for him and his love for me. James, the second chapter, and the 17th verse, it reminds us here, even so faith, if it has not works, it is dead. Being alone, yes, a man may say that thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy fate without thy works, and I will show thee my fate by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The demons also believe, and they tremble. But will thou, O man, O vain man, but will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? What? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seeth thou how faith worketh with his works? And by works... Was faith made perfect, and the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called, Abraham was called a friend of God. Ye see, then, that by works a man is justified, and not by faith alone. In a like manner also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works? when she had received the messengers 
and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. Faith. Faith is essential as we pray through. Faith is demonstrable, my brothers and sisters, if we are going to pray through. And faith is tangible. It is anchored in God. It is anchored in God's and His Word. Your faith and my faith, this faith that God would have you and me to incorporate at this time. Yes, my faith, your faith is essential as we pray through in this season, in this hour. Yes, even during this pandemic, your faith is essential if you are going to pray through. Because prayer without faith, uh, oh, my brothers and sisters, uh, like faith without works, uh, that must come together. Your faith, your prayer, your faith, your works. Uh, because works will follow faith because uh, what you're believing God for, you know that he is capable of bringing it to pass. Yes, he is. He is capable of doing it. So when we say that we are trusting God, our acts, your action and mine, must demonstrate that we are trusting him. We say that we have faith to fly, do we not? And we act on it. We get on board the aircraft and we surrender ourselves to it and allow it to take us from one place to another. We didn't just declare that we have faith that the aircraft can fly and it can transport people and transport luggages. Uh, we acted on our faith. We were willing uh, to get on board. Likewise, my faith and yours in God will cause us, will compel us to act. We believe that God is sovereignly in control. We believe that God has not abandoned his people. He has not abandoned the world. Therefore, we pray. We see hope when others see despair. We see hope because of our faith. It is essential. It is demonstrable. Your faith and my faith is tangible. Your faith and my faith is anchored in God's word. And that's why it's so important, my sisters and brothers, that if we are going to pray through, we have to also be anchored in the Word. It is the Word that will sustain us. It is the Word that is going to continuously fuel our faith. Your faith and my faith, it is fueled by the Word of God. Faith still cometh. Faith still is sustained by the hearing and the hearing and the hearing of God's Word, by the listening to the Word, by the reading of the Word, by giving ourselves to the Word of God. I cannot overemphasize in this hour the importance of both prayer and the Word. The Word and prayer. The Word and prayer will result in faith. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Your faith, my sisters and brothers, is what's needed in this hour. And by God's grace and God's enabling, yes, he will enable you and me to stand. We are praying through with faith. You and I are praying through with faith. I was using the analogy of flying a moment ago. It causes me also to think of those jetliners in a storm. Have you ever flown at night looking out through the window to your left or the right? It's dark out. Sometimes you're able to see the stars. Have you ever flown 
when it's raining and you can see the lightning as it flashes across the sky 35,000 feet as you fly through the air. It causes me to think during such times and not just to think but to pray for those up front in the cockpit, for those that are flying. Like you and me, they can't see but so far before them as they look out, peer through those windows. And yet they fly through the storms, through the darkness of the night. Yes, that Boeing 777, that huge aircraft, 300 plus passengers, including yourselves, are on board. And it's lightning. Sometimes it could be even hailing hailstones are coming down and they fly through that storm, depending, putting their faith in their instruments. They're trusting the instruments as they fly. They can't see, but so far they don't know what is before them, but they trust the instruments. I am reminding you, my sisters and brothers, that your fate and my fate is somewhat similar. We can't see so far, but before us, but we trust God. We are going forward. We are moving forward by fate. Fate is the instrument that you and I engage with. We trust what God's word says and your trust in God's word and mine ought to be even greater than the pilots who put their trust and their confidence in the instruments on board an aircraft. My sisters and brothers, your fate and mine is so essential. Your fate and mine, this is the hour for it to be demonstrable. It is tangible, and God is ready for you to experience the tangibility of your faith, and for those around about you and me, for them to be able to experience the result of tangible faith. Praise be the name of the Lord.